0: Bava Basra, Perik Hey Mishnah Tess, 5-9. And the Mishnah here discusses another case that involves the sale of oil, um, but really it's something kind of different from the rest of the Perik, and the truth is that this uh, Mishnah is rather difficult to get someone's head around, and therefore, uh, let me say the whole outside first, the whole the whole uh, setup, and then uh, once we've got our head around that, then we'll go back to the words inside. The setup of the Mishnah, the basic setup, is that a uh, a child shows up at the shopkeeper. He has a container for oil in his hand. He says, "My father, you know, wants this container of oil, and the oil, you know, he wants, you know, ten shekels of oil." And the kid has like a twenty in hand. So he he tells that to the shopkeeper. Now, the on the face of it, the primary mechlokas of the Mishnah is: is the shopkeeper expected to give the oil into the container and send the kid back with a jug of oil? Because as a child, is not really reliable as a as a shaliach um, to deliver it. He's not a good delivery boy because he's just a child. And um, is the father, by sending the child, sort of saying, yeah, I take that responsibility or, or not? Okay, that seems to be the basic discussion. Now... <clears throat> Um, if the father would be explicit in his desires, he sent a note or he phoned the shopkeeper up or he told him on Shabbos why they do it all this time, whatever the story is, this mission wouldn't get off the ground really. In other words, at that point, of course, the child is meant to be uh, the authorized delivery boy and, of course, the shopkeeper should give him the oil and what it goes wrong next, or anything go wrong, it will be the responsibility of the father. But in our mission, the case is um, that the, the shopkeeper doesn't have such a pre-authorization He gives the jug filled with oil back to the kid and the kid of course on the way home drops it and smashes the jug and loses the oil etc. He also happened to lose the change that he was given. Um, So now the question is is the shopkeeper on the hook? And the basic point would be if the shopkeeper was within his rights to understand that the father was uh, authorizing that the boy should be the the delivery guy and bring the oil back the shopkeeper would be off the hook and um, if the shopkeeper should be expected to understand you can't give a little boy, I guess this is a pre-bar mitzvah boy, um, a jug of oil to deliver. He's not responsible as a delivery boy. So then the shopkeeper shouldn't have sent it with him. And if he did, then he's responsible. Okay? Now, um, the Mishnah also discusses the fact that the shopkeeper um, is going to be responsible for the broken jug as well. Now, this is very strange because if the father sent the child with the empty jug in hand. So, even if we say, good, a child is not responsible, so then it would be essentially an Aveda Midas. It's basically like the father has said, you know, knowing full so well that he's never going to see a jug again, probably, he has said goodbye to a jug and gave it to the kid. So, if that's the case, why in the world should the shopkeeper be responsible uh, if the kid on the way home smashes the jug? Even let's say he's responsible for the, you know, the 20 shekels, the pundin, whatever it is worth of that he was supposed to, of, of oil and money because that he shouldn't have given the kid, let's say. Uh, but uh, the jug is a different story. Why should he be responsible for the jug? So then the Gemara ends up saying there's a separate element going on over here which is like a whole new different machlokas, Which is, although it doesn't say explicitly in the Mishnah, the case is that the kid showed up, he had the jug in hand, gave it to the shopkeeper asking for the oil and, you know, giving him like a the money for you know twice the money required. So you need to get, get changed as well. And the shopkeeper, before filling the jug for the child, makes use of it for himself. And he says, oh, great, I have this, you know, this, this gallon container, I need to measure a gallon for somebody else here in the shop. And I don't have a gallon measure. So I'll just use this jug that the kid brought in. So that's called, um, a sh- a sh- he's a Shoah Shlomi Das. He's borrowing without the knowledge and authorization of the owner of this object. The father never gave the shopkeeper the jug to use for his own purposes. So once a person is a Shol Shalomidas, he's borrowing without permission, so what's his status? So the Tanakama is going to say his status is like a goslin. If you borrow someone without permission, you're tantamount to being a goslin, a thief, and your requirement is you're totally responsible now to return the stolen object as a gazelle, as a gazelle, what you stole, you have to return back to the rifle owner. And returning the quote-unquote stolen jug to the child doesn't constitute return the jug, because the child's not the owner, the child's just the kid. So the shopkeeper, who's become essentially a gazal, like a thief, now has a responsibility to return the jug to the owner himself, and until he does that, he is bears full responsibility for the jug. Now, uh, Rabbi Yehuda who's arguing with the Tanakhama says listen a shool shalom Das, if you're born without permission that's also not allowed that's bad but you're not really a gazan you're just a shoel shalom das it's a different thing altogether um, and when someone is shoel, when he borrows something, even with permission, so of course he bears full responsibility, meaning if the shopkeeper barred with permission um, the jug and then he broke it, of course he's responsible, even if it's an honest circumstance beyond his control. We learned that it's still is responsibility because the shoel is responsible for everything. But Rebuter uh, holds, since the shoel is not a goslin, he's just a shoel, so the borrower stops being a shoel and stops bearing that responsibility when he returns the barred object to where he took, from where he took it. Then he stops being a shoel. So his responsibility for owns and circumstances of his control, um, you know, are no longer there. So in this scenario, which is how the Gemara understands, is our Mishnah, where the shopkeeper made illegal use of this jug that was brought to him by the child. So according to Tanakama, he becomes a goslin, and until he returns it to the original owner, he's responsible for onsen, and the kid smashing it on the way home is an onus. so therefore, too bad, he was a goslin, he stole it, he's responsible, so therefore he's responsible for the jug. Whereas according to Bihuda, he is just a shoel. A shoel has to give it back to the place where he took it from. He took it from the child, he gave the child back the jug. So now he stops being responsible, and the chug- jug being smashed would not be the responsibility anymore of the shopkeeper. Okay, those are the basic moving parts of the Mishnah um let me so, so let's see it inside now and then I'll, I'll I'll kind of repeat myself to some degree, but here we go inside it says mm-hmm. a person sends his child to the shopkeeper and in his hand is not just this, the jug to get the oil but also a pundian a pundian is a it's worth two isarim. okay it's like you know like two dollar two dollar bill 20 shekel coin or something. And uh, and that's what the child has. And the instructions are to get one jug to fill the jug with oil. And the one jug of oil would cost half the amount, would cost an isar, half of the pundian. And what happens is, says the Mishnah, umada lo And the shopkeeper measures out an isar, half the pundian amount of oil, vanas es and he gives the other isar's change, the other, you know, it was $2, so he gave $1 back change, whatever it is, gave change back to the child. And again, the G'mon understands when they get done with it that before he gave the child the jug, he made use of the jug himself, so he became a Sholash Lamedas, and according to Tanakama, he's also a Gazlan. And therefore, on the way home, the child, Shavar he smashes the jug, the he loses the money, the change, so the Ch'envani Chayev. So is Chayev for everything. He's Chayev to replace uh, the jug, the oil, and the money, so we can kind of combine those things into just two groups. Because the jug is something that came from before, and the jug we just said is he was responsible only because he became a Goslin by using it without permission. As far as the oil and coin goes, um, so that's a little different. That really is the the, the pundian worth. That what happened was that he was given a pundian from the like from the father with through the child. Now. The Tanakama's position is, and really this is how we pass on the halacha. the Shulchan Arach says, anyways, I'm not sure, Halakha, Lamais, but the Shulchan Arach says that the shopkeepers expect to understand that you don't give a child who's not a reliable delivery boy um, the jug full of oil. The understanding of the shopkeeper should have been, says the Tanakama, and Rabbi who disagrees with this basic point, and probably you do too, but the shopkeeper was supposed to understand, oh, I'm going to set aside a jug of oil, and the father or responsible, you know, adult delivery will come to collect the jug and collect the change. So, by giving um, the jug back full of oil to the child and the change to the child, that was totally reckless behavior. As far as the jug, we said he's only responsible for the jug because if he was a gun along the way. He was a goslin because he chose Shlomit As far as the money goes, so here's the idea. The, the, the pundion, you know, the, the two, $2 bill, the 20 shekel bill that was given to the child... Okay, that was also like an Aveda Midas. Like the father probably kissed it goodbye and said he could never expect to get it again. But meanwhile, the shopkeeper now has the Pundian coin that belonged to the father. He has to give it back to him. That's like, a, you know, like hashava Saveda. He has this, even, if it's, even if he said goodbye to it, but the shopkeeper has something that belongs to the father. Giving it to a child is reckless. And so um, he's on the hook. He, the shopkeeper's on the hook to really to give back the Pundian or the economic equivalent, which is the oil and the half Pundian, the at left, because he has the he took the Father's money, he has to give it back to him. He has, he has a, he's a, he's, a, he's never been entrusted with this lost object, essentially. Okay, so that's why it's high for those two components: the, the pundin worth of value as well as the the smashed jug. Now, Rabbi Yehuda Peltzer, says, "No, you're not on the hook for the jug." She'al minas kein shlucho, because that's exactly the reason why um, it, it, the shopkeeper should understand that the reason why uh, the the child showed up with the money and the jug is because he was expected to be delivery boy, and therefore that's implicit authorization and therefore the shopkeeper's on the hook for either the money, meaning the change in the oil nor the jug for two different reasons again, the money and the and the oil he's not responsible for because he gave it to the child. With implicit understanding from the fact the child showed up, that's what the father wanted him to do. And he's not responsible for the jug, even though he misappropriated the jug by being a sholash lamidas borrowing without permission, because he gave it back to the kid. So he stopped being a Shol, he stopped being responsible. It says the Mishnah finally, chachamim. The Tanakama agree, to Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda, If, not translated literally here, but what this is saying is, the Cham agree, Tanakama agrees, that in the event, that the shopkeeper never made personal use of the jug, he never therefore became a uh, gazlan. So therefore, he, de- he bears no responsibility. So even they would agree that if the kid goes back with a jug full of oil and smashes the jug and loses the money, at least the jug, the physical the container, the ball the uh, chenvani, the shopkeeper would not be responsible for. As far as the lost um, punia worth of oil and money, he would still be responsible for, according to Tanakama. Yeah and the Lacha follows Tana Kama the Chachamim.